With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with J.K. Dobbins, one of our favorite dudes, yeah. gotta say. And uh, J.K., I just want to start here. Like, you must be having a blast right now. You know, like you're back, you're healthy, you're running the ball really well. The team is running the ball really well in general. Like, you, you got to be having a blast. Yeah, I am. I'm having a, a big blast. You know, um, I'm healthy, but not all the way right, healthy. Right. You yeah. know, it's with asterisks. It's healthy asterisks. Yeah. Not a hundred percent all the way back to pre, but yeah. you're yeah. good. My knee's good. You're I just good. gotta get my knee back in shape. Right, like, all the way back in shape. You know, so right. it's good though. I I am having a blast. You know, everyone else on the team is having a blast as well. So it's been good. Yeah. How happy are you that you had that scope procedure in the middle of the season? So you know, you're coming back from the major injury, and then in the middle of the season, you made a decision. Like you didn't have to do it. You made the decision to have the scope to kind of clean things up and get some more range of motion in there, right? And now it looks like it's paying dividends. Yeah, yeah. So I always – like I, a lot of people don't know, but I got, woke up, I got woken up out of my sleep by God to tell me to do that. Like I was sleeping. Um, I can't remember which game it was after. And um, I just woke up out of the middle of my sleep. You know, I've been talking to God about it. And I woke up out of the middle of my sleep and scope was on my mind. Like so I got woken up to tell the doctors that I'm going to do the scope, you know. So a lot of people didn't want me to do it, you know, but I just got put it on my heart and told me that I need to do it. And I did it, and the first game back, I go for 120. So it was the right decision. What well, what does God sound like? Is it a deep, <laughs> booming voice? Get the scope. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it comes all all different voices and stuff like that. <laughs> what, what was uh, – what was – you said people did, some people didn't want you to do it. Like, what was the hesitation? Like, why not? Uh, a lot of people didn't want me to sit out. A lot of people mm-hmm. weren't informed on it. You know, a lot of people thought it would be bad for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people tried to persuade me not to do it, but I stuck with it. I had to stick, I had to stick with it because I wasn't, like me, I wasn't myself. I wasn't myself mentally. Uh, my personality wasn't the same because I just wasn't me. Like um, it was tough. It was a tough time because I knew my knee wasn't right. I couldn't bend it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was out there running when like it's kind I of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I got to I got to do this. Right. Yeah. How much better do you feel now? Like if you're, you know, grading your percentages, everybody, you know, 0 to 100%, like what were you before the scope and what do you feel like you're at now? Oh yeah, before the scope, I was like I play like say like 70%. Yeah. 70 uh somewhere some, somewhere in there, but now I'm probably in the 90s right now. Nice. Yeah, in the 90s right now, I would say, you know, I just got to get that last little bit, right. you know, which comes with time and, you know, strengthening and stuff like that. So 
right? It's coming. Now, you've been pretty upfront about how you feel like you're not at top speed yet, right? But I pulled the numbers on this, okay? Because you're still pretty darn fast. And I'm trying to, like, convince you that I think you're faster than you think you are right now, right? All right, so the 72-yard touchdown in Cincinnati, your rookie year, the season finale, regular season finale, you hit 21.23 miles per hour, okay? Mm -hmm. Your 44-yarder in Pittsburgh, you hit 20.7. So it's not as fast, right? You're 1.16 mile per hour difference. Can you feel that? Like you can feel the the being one mile per hour slower. Yes, I can definitely feel it. Like, um, cause I just can't pull away from people like I want to. Like right. uh, usually on on a run like that, I'm gone. Like right. you know, you've seen it. Yeah, you <laughs> so know, in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, you've seen it. So whenever I got out there in open field, I start off good. Yeah. I start off really good. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gone. And then next thing you know, I kind of felt that that fatigue in my knee, like, mm. as far as, like, long speed-wise. You right. know, quickness and, and things like that. If I was to play in a 30-yard box, right. I would be 100%. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I have my quickness and things like that. But once I get into the open field this is whenever – that's the last little bit I got to get back to make me me again, you know, because right. that's, what, that's what made me me. I could take it – 80, 72, 74, right. was it? Well, it was uh, 72. Yeah, that. I yeah. do that. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think, like, a lot of things make you you, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we're seeing that even since you've come back. Like, you're like, I, I've said it on the, several times on the podcast. I'm like, that's a professional runner. Like, that is a professional <laughs> running back. Like, all the little things that go into doing the job well, like, you see that when you're back on the field. And it's like, wow, like, that's, you know, the patience, finding the right the right lanes, all that stuff, setting up your blocks, all that stuff. Like, it almost to my eye, looks like you're doing those little things, seeing the game better and getting the right lanes than you were even as a rookie. Oh, yeah. Where, like, I sense, like, you every time you got the ball, because you were, like, so, you wanted to make plays all the time. You were like, I get the ball, and I'm going 100 miles per hour out of the gate. Like, now your patience, you're cutting. It seems like you're, the mental side of being a running back is better now than it was then. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely more, more mature as a runner, you know. And, yeah. and a lot of that has to do, because my rookie year, I didn't know if I was going to get the ball one time. <laughs> right. Or ten times, right. you know. So I was kind of pressing a little bit, but right. it was still there. My patience and stuff was still there because that's just how I run the ball and right. stuff. But like you said, now I'm more mature as a runner, and it's it's definitely helping, you know. And I got to be more mature because right now I don't have my long speed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I have to really dig into the details to to be great. Interesting. It's it's like you know when you have that long speed kind of taken away. It's what I'm hearing you say is it's sort of like well you need to be even better at like the patience. Like there's so many runs right now, like where it's like Morgan Moses pulling and Ben Powers pulling or Zeitler pulling. And then you're just kind of like almost dancing a little (laughs) bit back there. And then boom, you hit the hole and you go for eight, you know, like, and you're just kind of setting things up. And, and like, I didn't see that as much in in your rookie year to, to make's point. Like, is that at patience and that vision, like something that you feel like has elevated? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, just getting used to the NFL game, you know, um, all that stuff, you know, time and, you know, just getting chemistry on my linemen and things like that. It's just, you can see it, you know, and, um, the linemen are blocking really well too. They're blocking outstanding, you know, and, um, I appreciate those guys. So it's been, it's been fun. You know, I'm going to keep getting better though. Oh, I know. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, uh, you know, with the, with this offensive line, like they're, you're one of the running backs that always does a good job of giving credit to the guys up front. Like, that's one of the things that you often do. Gus does. Everybody no, does. Every, yeah, everybody does. Still, but yeah. JK makes sure he goes out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're smart. Smart man for that. <laughs> and um, 
with that said, like it, it seems like this offensive line, I think, is the strength of this team. With the way they're blocking and the way you and Gus are running, do you guys feel like, okay, the ground game is like this is our recipe going it forward? It almost feels unstoppable. Like, does it feel like, like 200 that? plus yards and then 180 and then 194, I think, like the last three games? So, like, you're right around 200 yards the last three games. I'm like, I don't know who's stopping this running attack. Me either. <laughs> Me either. You know, and hopefully we keep doing it and keep leaning on us, you know, in the run game. And um, it just, whatever, you know, whatever the coach calls, we'll try to make the best of it. Yeah. yeah. So so I want to go back. You've been really transparent about the knee injury and, and the how difficult it was to come back to, uh, from that. And I want to go back to, you know, when it happened in Washington in the preseason game and you're on the cart. And I just, I like saw the, I just saw a photo of you on the cart, like, and it, you're like this. And I was, <laughs> I just saw it yesterday. And I was like, what was going through JK's mind in that moment? I'll, okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> what was going through my mind it was yeah. I just got hurt in a, the last preseason game against right. not even the starters for the other team. Right. Just think if I would have never been out there. Right. Would have been a lot better that last year. We would have been better as a team for sure. Just think about that. <laughs> right. I would have been better as a runner right now, right. you know, because mm-hmm. I would have had an extra year. Yep. I would have had my strength still. I would maybe be even faster, bigger, because mm-hmm. I didn't have an off season this, yep. this past off season. So, um, it, it really it was the hardest year of my life. Right. L- not not the hardest year of my life. It was one of the hardest years, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just tough. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you got everything in front of you, and then next thing you know, you hurt in a meaningless game. How? What was the first step? You know, like obviously you had to get surgery, and and can you take me through kind of the rehab and and how that all went about? Yeah, so the first step was, like, getting over the fact that I got hurt in a preseason game. Yeah. You know, and then, like, the rehab process, I I never had a knee injury before, and I got, like, the worst one that you could possibly get. I pretty much tore my whole knee off. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> so the first I step. Laugh. I don't know why I'm laughing, but the way you said that. <laughs> it was. The first step was lifting my leg up. Yeah. And like, almost, the first time I lifted my leg up, I was trying so hard to lift it up. It was the first week after surgery. I almost passed out because I was straining so hard to wow. lift my leg. Wow. Just to lift it up like that. Wow. You know, and so that was tough. And everything, every little step I, I had to take it and cherish it because, woo, it was hard. It was, it's still hard. It's still dealing with it today, you know. And, um, yeah. like I tore my hamstring. I couldn't, I couldn't bend, I couldn't bend my leg, you know, because my hamstring was off. Mm-hmm. So I had to build that back up. And it was just, then it was the walking thing. Like, uh, like, like I, I think I started walking, you know, with a cane in like six weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was six weeks or something like that, but it was still terrible to walk. It was not the same you're to walk. Cane. It's like you're it, an old man or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. <laughs> it was a very humbling experience, you know. But yeah. I'm fighting through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you're as you're going through that, what did you do to like have support? Was it family? Was it? I've heard other players talk when they're hurt about how they don't really like being around the facility because it's like you're used to being the guy that's like in the locker room and having a good time and laughing and making plays on the field that like it's kind of difficult to see all that still happening but like you're not part of it in the same way yeah so how did you handle that and where did you go for support yeah definitely was like being here like I didn't I did my rehab in LA so whenever I did come back though and uh, I got to hang out with my teammates in the locker room and in the training room it was definitely 
hard, you know, because it was it was just tough. It was like, dang, I wish I could just I was looking at everybody walking, and I'm just like, dang, I wish I could walk like that, you mm-hmm. know. I wish I was out there with them. I wish I was, you know, playing or you know things like that. It was tough, you know, but I definitely leaned on my my family. They were always there, you know, did everything I, to help me get back to where I am now, you know. So. It's been it's been a great ride though. Like I, I'm very grateful for the for the ups and the downs. So I'm I'm glad this happened to me. You know, even though I'm not, <laughs> I wish it could have happened in in a practice or in a game or regular season game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only thing, only difference that I hate that it happened in a preseason game because mm-hmm. it was it was not cool to do that. But I'm grateful for the whole process though, because like mm-hmm. without the process, I don't become a the, a better man or a better player. You know, mm-hmm. so. I'm grateful for everything, though, yeah. Can you take me inside? Is there one moment during the rehab that was the darkest, that was the hardest? What was that moment? <laughs> one, one moment? It was a lot of moments. <laughs> I, I can't give you one moment that was, like, the darkest. But, like, it was just, like, some nights you just I was thinking, like, am I going to be back? Am I, am I ever going to be good again? You know, even, even this year, like, when I started playing again in the first, what, three to four games that I played in, I was, like, is this the new me? Like, is it? Is this it? Like, am I gonna be bad? Am like, am I done? Mm. You know. Wow. So it was. It was tough. There was nights like that all the time, and there was nights where I was just like, man, I wish I could walk. I couldn't. I couldn't shower. Like, I had to sit in a chair, mm. and even sitting in a chair hurt because I had so much stuff done on my knee. So it was hurting while I was showering. Mm. Yeah, it was tough. It, it was tough. Lot. So it was. It was a dark moment, but so. When you get back and you, and you have that game against Pittsburgh and you have a big run and you go for 120 and you get the scope done and, and you can feel just so much mobility in your knee again and, like, you start to feel like, oh, okay, like, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. What was that like, you know, considering all those moments that you had gone through? With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, uh, it was good to happen. You know, it was good for my mental you know, even though, like, me, I'm a guy that's never satisfied. So it was good to do that, but I feel like, dang, I got caught. Like, that was what I was thinking about the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. even after the game, I was like, I got caught. Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about the yards and things like that. I was like, man, I got caught. 
I gotta fix this. So the ne- like the next practice, I'm running sprints in between periods. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to work on it and get better. And so <laughs> that's just the type of person I am. Well, that's <laughs> that's the thing about you is like I I tell people all the time like look when you're going through the injury, like JK wants to play. Like he wants to be out there. Like this dude is working as hard as you could have possibly imagined. Like he loves football. Like, mm-hmm. and that you're the way that you attacked your rehab process stood out to me. And, and like one story and the Ravens kind of held you back at times. And like <laughs> one story that really stands out was the day at training camp when you're on the pup list. Okay. <laughs> so you're on the pup list and you come out to training camp in uniform you weren't practicing well, practice. yet, and you, <laughs> and you basically letting anybody know Eric DaCosta, Coach Harbaugh, anybody, Steve was on the- <laughs> anybody within earshot, take me off the pup list. There's probably a few other words that were mixed in there. Um, tell me about that day. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely an immature moment by me, but that's just me. Like I, I hate sitting out. I thought I took it as like. You wanted to play. Like, to me, that showed your passion and how much, like, you love football and how badly you wanted to be back. Yeah, so that's the thing about me. Like, sometimes my passion can be seen as something, you know, harmful or, you know, detrimental to me. But, like, it's just me. Like, I can't can't fix my passion. (laughs) You can't turn that switch off. Right. I can't sometimes. And sometimes, like, never, like, in college I did miss a game or a practice. You know, high school I missed my senior year, but I never missed a game in college or a practice. And then even my rookie year, I never missed a game or a practice. So it was like I've never been hurt like that before. So missing that time, like I've never had to miss a whole season and then on the back end another part of the the next season after that. Right. So I was like, nah, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Like I, I need to be out there like because I just love to play the game. Like it's it's a part of me like – um. Like, I just love playing a game and just out, being out there working and having fun, you know. So that was tough because I was like, man, I'm missing another part of another season from this knee injury that happened in the preseason. Yeah. So that's why I was that. I was like that, you know. And then I thought I could go. Like, I thought it was me. Like, I didn't know. Like, I just didn't know about the knee. I didn't know how it worked. It Like, it was just tough. It was tough for me mentally, you know, but – the passion never left, and I and I like me. I work hard. I work really hard. So I thought my work th- work ethic could just push me past the the knee thing mm-hmm. and the body. But nah, yeah. and, and they knew what was right. So I I applaud like the whole organizations from saving me from me. You know, from, from making me look, making myself look bad, you know. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I go back to you, and you mentioned this, your senior year of high school. You know, you're going into that year. You're, like, the, the player to watch in Texas. You know, all eyes on you. First carry, first game of senior year, break your ankle, tear multiple ligaments. You're done for the year. Mm-hmm. And that had to be really brutal. And I remember talking to your high school football coach who was like, Jake, like you were trying to convince your mom to come back for the playoffs after a broken ankle, and like, <laughs> and he was like, if JK, JK would give up anything, he would have given up anything to play one more snap at Lagrange, yeah. and, and and like that passion, I think that you showed in high school coming back, you know, is the same passion that we saw coming back this time. Yeah, it's it's me. It's yeah. legit me. Like I'm never gonna change. Right. Don't I don't like you can do anything. I'm never gonna change. Right. It's just part of me. It's part of who I am, you know. And it, part of, part of it probably comes from me losing my dad so young. I had to grow up, so it made me that person right. the way I am, and I can never get rid of that person. Right. So, 
but yeah, that's me. Yeah. Do you feel like now that you've seen what you can do post scope and, and like you said, you're going to get stronger, you know, after the season and the off season going next year, oh, yeah. have the doubts in your head of, will I ever be that JK that I envision myself being have those erased? They're, yes. That's, that's, awesome. that's, that's erased. Like I know after this off season, Everyone's gonna have to look out if I don't play in a preseason game and get hurt again. Right. <laughs> I have a feeling you won't. <laughs> everyone's gonna have to look out. Right, right. And, and I think everyone's gonna have to look out the rest of this way too. Yes, even the I'm rest not, of this. I mean, I'm not turning the page of next year. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You got two games left. Right. You brought up the offseason. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, you could, you could like kind of to the point of the running game being the engine right now. Like, yeah. I mean, down the playoff stretch, it might be like. J.K. Dobbins, let's go! Like leading us on this stretch, like that's that's got to be pretty uh, exciting to think about that possibility for you. Yep, it's it's exciting, but taking it one day at a time, and whatever the coaches, whenever they you know call my number, just be ready. You yeah. know, because what's going to come? What's the thought going into the Steelers game? Had a big game against them last time. What's the mentality going into this one? I'm just going to try to be better than I was last game. Nice. Try to help this team win. I think we got a few hundred yard games. In JK's future this year. Well, it's 200. He already said. When oh, yeah, he yeah, exactly. 100, he was like, nah, nah, nah. Now it's 200. That's the bar <laughs> yeah, now. That's the I bar think, now. I, yeah, I'm going to reach that one of these games. <laughs> I'm going to go down. I'm, I'm on board with 200 plus yard game in the playoffs. Yeah, put yeah, it I'll down. Put that. it down. Yeah, book it. Yeah. <laughs> well, JK, <laughs> thank you, buddy. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. It. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, great stuff from JK. As we continue the conversation here, we want our listeners to know that the sports landscape is always changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players, you try to stay under the salary cap, and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. Down the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. New users get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code is FLOCK at DraftKings. Yeah. So what do you think after hearing from JK? I I always enjoy talking to JK. I mean, he's just like a straightforward dude, lots of emotion. I mean, he's got a great personality. Like, it's easy mm -hmm. to, you know, fall in love with JK, you know. I'm kicking myself because I, you know, I've been watching JK for a long time at Ohio State. Yeah. I meant to ask him about his take on the college football playoff this weekend. You know, mm. Ohio State, Georgia, college football playoff. I so, bet he would have said Ohio State's going to win. I think you, I think you would have. That's my prediction. That's, I, I'm going to guess you're right. <laughs> but, no, like, here's the thing, and, and I, like, when watching him at Ohio State, he had that game-breaking ability from yeah. the time he was a freshman. Like yeah. he was, he came in and he was making plays as a freshman. It was like, oh, this guy is the next great Ohio State running back. Yeah, and then he lived up to that. <laughs> and I think that like he's just always been a player, and I think that's why it's tough for him to not have that top-end speed right now. Yeah, it's like when he sees green grass his entire life, it's been house call. It's, yeah, it's a touchdown. And so now that he he's not there quite yet. I think it's difficult, but I, I think he's on his way. I mean, I, I'm just really encouraged by everything that I'm seeing from him. I think that's like, you know, his ability to kind of work on the – it's like, you know, he worked basically on a short game. You know, yeah. it's like he worked around <laughs> right. the green, and he has the vision, and he's reading defenses, and he knows how to have patience, and he knows when to hit the hole. Yep. And I think that that is going to take his game to another level. And then once that speed comes back, he knows how to run. Like, yep. he knows how to break things open once he's in the open field. So – I'm just really encouraged by hearing from him that he feels like the doubts. You know, I I felt bad for him just on a personal level. I think. Oh gosh, yeah, all Ravens fans heartbreaking. Did. Yeah, I think everybody in the organization, everybody, yeah, felt really bad for him. I mean, I drafted the guy on every single one of my fantasy teams last year. He was gonna have a monster season. Mm -hmm. He was gonna have a. I was like a million times convinced that he was gonna have a monster sophomore season. Yeah, 
And uh, to see that all dashed, you know, right before the season starts was a, a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. And I, I just think that I'm, I'm happy that he's going to get a chance to, you know, that he basically has gotten back to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, as I told him, I think he's going to have a, <laughs> he is going to be a huge piece of this team's success down the stretch. If the Ravens go on a run, okay, if the Ravens, if we're sitting here talking about <clears throat> yep. the Ravens in the AFC Championship or in the Super Bowl, yeah. we're going to be talking about J.K. Dobbins rushing for 100 yards every game. I, I really think that. I mean, I don't think it has to be that, but I think we're cert- absolutely going to be talking about uh, him being a star. And it might be also out. Gus rushing for a hundred. Yeah, might be, I mean, that, well, that exactly. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, if each of them rush for night, like ninety-eight, you know, that's pretty darn good. Eighty, whatever, yeah. and Lamar puts up fifty, sixty. That's pretty darn good rushing attack. Like, yeah. but yes, I absolutely think that. Like, as J.K. only gets stronger, like you know, I think all Ravens fans are looking at team right now and saying, how can we get to the Super Bowl? Like, yeah. and, and you know, they're not scoring many points right now, and. But you never know what's going to get you hot. I mean, A, the most important piece of that is Lamar's return. Right. Right. Whenever and happens, if, if the Ravens are going to make it to the Super Bowl, that I think it means Lamar comes back and Lamar plays really well in this offense, catches fire a little bit, you know? And a big piece of the offense catching fire and getting better is also J.K. Dobbins being cut, the leader in, in some regard uh, in that way. Yeah, I, no doubt. So... I, I'm I'm optimistic about him and his For future, sure. both short term and long term. So, you know, big game this week against the Steelers. Um, all of a sudden, the Steelers. I think everyone had kind of been like, ah, Steelers are going to miss the playoffs. They're going to finish a losing record. The Ravens right. have a chance to guarantee that they had their first losing record under Mike Tomlin. Yep, hasn't happened. The, this is an opportunity. If the Ravens win this week, then the Steelers have a losing record and their playoff hopes are done. I don't. I don't think that the Ravens are really thinking about that. I don't think they are really being like, no, of course not. Uh, we want to make sure Tomlin has his first losing season. They don't care about that. Yeah, they just always want to beat the Steelers. Well, they also want to <laughs> win the division. And yes, so that's first and foremost. Yes. Is like. I mean, the Ravens don't necessarily, just to lay it all out there, you know, the Ravens don't necessarily have to beat the Steelers to still win the division. If the Ravens lose and the Bengals lose, the Bengals play the Bills this week. On Monday night. On Monday night football. Right, so going into the game, the Ravens, we have to win because we don't know what's going to happen with the Bengals. Um, If both teams are to lose, then the AFC North title will still be determined in Cincinnati in the regular season finale. But like we just if said, if the Ravens lose and the Bengals win, then it's done. Then it's done. Yep. Exactly. So you got to handle your business and, and and then hope that you still have a shot. If you, they do handle their business, they will have a shot. The other thing, too, just to get kind of in the weeds of playoff seating, like yeah. I've seen some fans out there that say, like, you know what? I kind of want the five. You know, I kind of like the matchup against the Tennessee or Jacksonville. You finish as the wild card, you go on the road, but you play one of those teams versus playing at home as mm-hmm. the three mm-hmm. and then welcoming Miami or the Chargers or the Bengals to town. Right. Okay. Well, I understand that. I, I get elements of that. But it's not a guarantee that the Ravens would end up as a five. You know, the Chargers right. potentially could. If the Ravens lose, I think if they end up t- tied with the Chargers, the Chargers are one game behind the Ravens right now, mm-hmm. then the Chargers would win the tiebreaker right. and get the t- higher seed. So if the Ravens lose one of these last two games and the Chargers don't, and they have, I think, who do they have? Yeah. They it's have not. The, it's, they have the, the Broncos Rams, and the Rams. The Broncos and the Rams, yep. exactly. And so, like, They'll be favored to win both those games. Yeah, and so and so all I'm saying, you know, all now set. now if you enter as a sixth seed, you're, you're playing, playing the, Bengals. the Bengals on in Cincinnati. Yep. Gosh, that'd be crazy. Back to back weeks, right? Uh, or whatever the Bills or the Chiefs potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think I don't I, like that scenario. Yeah, I like winning out. Yeah, yeah. I, like I just think it's always it's always like easy. 
like with a month left of the season to like project out the rest of the way and be like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to play. Like, I'd rather yeah. Tennessee. That's what everyone's saying. <clears throat> okay, well, like, you know, now why Jacksonville? Actually, okay, now it might be ten, uh, the, the Bengals. Like, right. it's easy to play things out with a month. That's what left I've been saying. Season. It's like I don't know. We'll see when we get there, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, in terms of this week's game, um, look, I think the this is going to be my expectation. Classic Raven Steelers, hard fought game, probably decided by three points or less. Probably like, so. That's the that's it was sixteen fourteen the last time these two teams played. The Steelers moved the ball. Like they had some success moving the ball. What the Ravens did well was opportunistic turnovers. Right. They like, got that's three picks they, in the red zone. That's what now the big difference game. this week will be that, you know, Kenny Pickett was knocked out of that game early uh, with a concussion. You know, he's playing well, just led him to a comeback win against the the Raiders. So, you know, I think their offense is feeling pretty confident right now coming into this game. Pickett's playing, you know, how will the Ravens with a full game against a rookie, how will this defense fare? Mitch Trubisky was playing pretty well outside of the picks. Yeah. That's a big, you know, but there. <laughs> Three interceptions. Yeah. But, like, he was slinging the ball around. You know, do the Ravens, uh, does Trubisky, or not Pickett, Pick yeah. you know, throw it as much as, as Trubisky was? Um yeah, I, I think it'll be really interesting. Both teams are feeling good. It's going to be a, a tight, tight battle, I think. And then, of course, the the big question that everyone wants to know is Lamar Jackson going to exactly. play? We'll see. We'll see how the how practice goes over the course of this yep. week, and that's probably going to be a question mark. We're taping this Wednesday before practice, so we're yep. not sure if he's out there for practice yet yep. uh, today. So we'll don't see. know. We'll yeah. see. I, I, what I do know is that J.K. Dobbins is going to be a featured part of it. So is the Gus Bus, <laughs> uh-huh. and I think the Ravens will continue to lean heavily upon this rushing attack. Yeah, as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Send us your questions, your thoughts, and uh, we look forward to this game against the Steelers. Yeah, get ready for the... Bang! <laughs> <laughs>